Whether you're on the sales or marketing team or running the company, the Ascend Business Podcast with James Jacoby and Bill Walton is here to help you learn methods and ideas on digital sales and marketing that gives you the daily edge you need to make stuff happen. So get motivated, prepare to learn, and build your confidence so you can get in front of your prospects faster and more easily to become unstoppable in your business. Subscribe now so you can ascend today. All right, welcome back to the Ascend Business Podcast. I'm your host, James Jacoby, with my co-host, Bill Walton. Today is Monday, October 18th, and we are going to come at you with really continuing how to discuss how to finish Q4 strong and what to do. What are some things that are coming up that we're hearing from you of, of challenges to do well? We're going to get into it today and really give you some tactical advice on, on how to get through the week and be very, very productive. So Bill, good to see you back. James, great to be with you. And the topic area of today could be more timely and relevant. So I cannot wait to jump in with you. Good to see you. Good to see you too. Good to see you too. So we are 74 days left, 74 of 2021. Hard to believe, hard to believe. Uh, some of some companies are, you know, the way they operate, they they're already done with planning for for even late next year. They're they're way ahead, and they're so some of some folks are focused on next year. But there's, I don't know about you, I, I think every small business out there today is still focused on the next two weeks, even um, even mid market companies. So we're going to talk today about again how to finish Q4 strong. We've we've done a lot of content recently on this. Last week, we did a live series on LinkedIn, if you saw us there, with just some very tactical ways to dissect how to really strategize and formulate a plan to attack Q4. We talked about pipeline math, how to, you know, how to calculate your close rate, and how, why that matters for your pipeline you know, target goal. Um, we talked about just uh, being clear on your audience and crafting the right messaging so you can get in front of people quicker because they're going to like the, they're going to like the messaging more. So how to be more receptive to your, your target market. We got into some really good stuff last week. What else, what else did we talk about last week, Bill? I think we talked about this concept of warm doors. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that's one of the things that, that comes to mind, right? I say warm doors, meaning uh, your pipeline items that are, whether you either have submitted a proposal or you are at the stage where, gosh, you know what? I, I've left every no st- every stone unturned. So was the prospect. I'm going to bring them up and say, "Hey, listen, we, you know, I don't, I don't know what else remains. Like, I would love to provide you something more formal in terms of what it would like to work together. I've loved our conversations. I just think it's time. Let's let's put some detail to that and arrange a time for you to review that." So those are some things I don't want to, I want to ramble here. I want to be very intentional, but one of the things that I'm very focused on around pipeline management in the fourth quarter is really segmenting your opportunities into four stages. We talked about this last week and and I'm being very clear on four stages, stage four, let's work from close to the campfire to, you know, back off the campfire. And I'll try to nail this in 90 seconds. A stage four opportunity is you've submitted a proposal, you've socialized the investment, 
and you're either in the process of reviewing it or working out executional details, negotiating deliverables, maybe a little bit about the fee or the price, the investment, what have you. So that's number four. Number three is you're right on the cusp of a proposal. You're actually still gathering additional insights to prepare one. You've gotten commitment. You've secured the ideal solution vision of your prospect. They've had a chance to talk about it internally. You've talked about it internally. Really, you're kind of focused on implementation options. It's not a yes or no at this point. Is you know what what is it going to look like? What is, what does the clay look like when we eventually finally put it in the oven? So that's stage three. Stage two is you're you're in the midst of the conversation. You've had your first coffee talk meeting. You might have had initial meeting with your champion. Now you're on the hit parade of stakeholders where you're getting good insight, capturing spoken words. You're learning a lot about the organization. You're probably getting really excited about how your, your, your solution or your product service lines up. And that's kind of a stage two. So more work needs to be done. You still need to get to the point where you literally want to get the spoken words, have the client say, yep, exactly. That's it. What's the next step? And then stage one is a lead has emerged as a prospect. And there's a difference there. A lead is, looks like a duck, walks like a duck, smells like a prospect, has all the characteristics of a prospect as you've enjoyed it, your organization have enjoyed it. A prospect though, the distinction is someone has expressed some interest beyond just sitting on a piece of paper or in an Excel spreadsheet or a CRM as a lead that looks like a potential lead. They've done something. They've engaged with you socially. They've either highlighted a problem or yes, we are looking for a problem or we are suffering from some ill. So that's when that that's when it deserves to be a pipeline item because you're in the conversation and some insight or inkling has been expressed around, hey, I've got some dissatisfaction in my current situation or I have a need. Mm -hmm. So in this time of year, what are we working on? We're working on, hey, let's do what's closest to the money first. We're working on stage fours and stage threes. Now, I've uh, seen this, and James, I know you have too, where we've submitted a proposal, we've had all these great meetings, and it's been three to four weeks, and we're like, humana, 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 what is going on? And while you can't control that, what you can control, though, is the level of engagement and making sure that the ice cube stays fresh in the glass throughout this process by always agreeing to a time to review the proposal and the investment in a detailed fashion. I never send a proposal without an agreement to do that. Beware the naked number, because even though you might've talked about it, you might've had umpteen meetings. Oh my gosh, I've got the final document and there's the price. And it's not so much about the price. This is, this is a psychological thing now. Mm -hmm. Sometimes if it's, if it's final, it's final. Like, oh, oh I gotta make a decision. Oh, I loved all these, you know, I didn't have to commit. I, I wasn't accountable. We're having great conversations. I was getting a lot of free coaching from, you know, Jacoby and Walton. It was, it was fab. Oh gosh, I got to pay for something now. Oh, I got to go through the decision sausage grinder. Oh gosh, I got to do that. So a lot of times that, that, that's what happens, right? So you want it. That's that last piece of, I call it the, the comfort blanket that you can offer is, is, is to review a proposal with, with somebody and no matter what graphics, what video, what animatron, whatever you, however you deliver that proposal, it's never going to be as good as a walkthrough from you and your ability to kind of play back spoken words and how we even got to this point, mm -hmm. giving everyone comfort. So that's kind of a stage four. And stage three is kind of the conversation I was having before. Hey, I think we're ready. 
you know, let's set up a time. I'm, I'm going to put a, you know, uh, a formal a agreement together that just lays out more executional details. And that's something I want to talk about in proposals. Again, I'm trying not to ramble, but uh, the spirit of here is keeping things unstuck, keeping things flowing, warm doors. What can we do in the fourth quarter is so much of what clients are concerned about is not the thing and not the price. It's execution. Yes. Who do we have to talk to? How do we communicate this? Who's going to do what? Um, I, I, I saw it in your proposal, what we're going to do, but what's the get ready? You know, mm -hmm. in the work that we do, we're like, okay, what's that process? How much time is it going to take? Are we having a launch meeting? How much time is that going to be? And so much of the comfort is, you know, any smart client knows that if you exist, if they exist, you've got a, they've got a problem, you've got a solution. This is business, right? This is not show friends, it's show business. We know there's going to be a cost or an investment involved. Oftentimes it's putting the fears aside around the project management and execution gremlins. And that's where in your proposal, you can just lay it all out, lay it out to play it out. Yes. It's going to be easy. We're going to shoulder the burden. Here's the inflection points where we need you. This is plan hard, manage easy. Mm -hmm. And that provides a lot of comfort. So that's a way to kind of get yourself to proposal um, where it feels more comfortable. And, and you let the client know, hey, we've had these six meetings. We've You've talked to, you've checked our references. You know, we've talked to all your folks. We've been on site. We've read all your documentation and your manuals and past muster and all that. We're financially feasible and sound. And so are you. And we've both been diligent because your client prospect is not thinking about your business where, you know, we obsess over it. They're not, they've got a day job. Mm -hmm. So this is about bringing it back. Let me, so let me kind of pause here, James. Let me, let me get you jump in here. So we're handling the pipeline getting warm doors, you know, the theme here is, you know, unsticking the stalled sale, keeping things moving fourth quarter. So we just talked about stages four and three of the pipe, but um, I, I wanted to get your feedback before I dominate the airwaves here. Well, if you keep doing what you just said, you can dominate the whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. I'm taking notes again, I'm learning from my partner. Um, yeah. I mean, you're right on bill. You're right on. So, you know, we, and we're talking about this guys, because this is real life. Like we, we had several calls last week with clients that felt stuck. And the reason why was nothing on our end of it. It was nothing that we were doing. It was, it was themselves. It was like, man, I'm so busy. I know we need to do you know, I know we need to do a little bit more business development. I know we need to do a little bit more um, nurturing of these leads coming in, but I just don't have time. I'm focused on my clients and all this other stuff. And they're just, they're frustrated. They're frustrated because they can't, they have not figured out a simple plan of execution on how to do this important part of the business that's going to bring in more revenue for you. You know, and it, it happens all the time. It happens all the time. And, and the problem, this is just like, I'm going to segue just a second here. Mm -hmm. But uh, I just restarted my, I did, I did, if you guys know what 75 Hard is, some of you know what that is. Some of you haven't, or some, you may have heard about it. It's a, it's a program by Andy Frisella from First Form. And um, it's, it's really just an incredible uh, mental 
really like a discipline, mental toughness, habits transformation program. You, you lose a lot of weight because you have to work out a lot, but it's not about working out um, or losing weight necessarily. But I, I'm, I'm starting, uh, they have a year-long program. So you do 75 hard for 75 days, and then they have three, new, three phases after that, phase one, two, and three, and they're all three, 30 days a piece. You're not supposed to do them back-to-back because it's pretty intense. Um, so I'm starting phase one today, which is 30 days. And um, it's a checklist. It's a power list of things you have to do every day. You have to win the day, you know. And that's that's one theme I wanted to bring through here today is when when things feel so insurmountable and you don't know where to start, just start with today. Like, even if even if you don't know how it's going to carry into tomorrow, just just choose to get today right. Like, if you feel like you're so busy and you can't figure it all out, like. I think some, for me, when I, when I feel that way, I I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I need to block out like 90 minutes to do biz dev activities because that's what I, I want to, you know, I need that much time to get X amount of that work done. Well, maybe you don't have to do it for 90 minutes. Maybe you can just do it for 20. You know, if, if that's all you have today, take 20 minutes and maybe, maybe it's a fraction of the work done, but you know what? You're going to make progress today because you did it for 20 minutes. It could be maybe even three people you followed up with versus maybe you wanted to follow up with 20 or 30, but you followed up with three. You're still moving the ball forward today, you know? And so I wanted to, to bring that through of, you know, if the elephant seems too big, then many times that's, that's, you're trying to bite, you're trying to eat the whole elephant in one meal. You can't, it's impossible. I don't want to eat an elephant anyways, by the way, you know, you know, the, we've all heard the verbiage though. Right, you can't eat an elephant in one meal. You got to take a little bite, a little bite-sized chunk. Yeah, I, I would, I would add to that too. Um, people are wondering. I hear this all the time. Oh, no time, no time, no time. Yep. It's like let, let me just bring everyone back, right? Okay, so and and if your situation is different, then you know what I mean, and and your situation is yours. We're traveling less. Mm-hmm. Train, planes, and automobiles. We're traveling less. We're doing more Zoom meetings, so the meeting is pure. The meeting was an hour. It wasn't you know, 10 minutes to walk down the hallway or to drive across the campus or, you know, had to, you know, go drive somewhere. Right. So, and then I'm not in the office. I'm not getting, there's a great stat from Pew research about five years ago, the average knowledge worker that was in a managerial capacity. I'm talking about, you know, had accountability responsibility. wasn't just a, an assistant or some functional, um, position in the organization, they had some accountability, had only 17 minutes of uninterrupted time an hour. So let's just say that average knowledge worker works eight hours a day. So 17 minutes times eight divided by 60 is 2.3 hours a day where we actually have uninterrupted time. Now, got to be honest with yourself. Are you creating your own interruptions, mm-hmm. either having to check out what you didn't get a chance to watch on Netflix or walking the dog or grabbing a lunch or running an errand, like all the stuff we have to do. And that's not, you know, that's life, right? That's stuff we have to do. But juxtapose that against now that you found there is a great slide that I use is, gosh, I don't have any time. And I give examples of what you can do in three minutes, seven minutes and 17 minutes. I did this for a consulting firm a little, uh, a few years ago and, and it went over very, very well. And they're like, oh my gosh, you know what? 
So much of I don't have any time is a perception. It's not reality. So what do I advise people to do is I go back to 30 years ago, Nathan Kleitman, who did all the famous sleep research in terms of uh, uh, REM sleep and the importance of, of sleep on your general health, particularly as we get older, or our mental state and our physical state and just balance and harmony of our body and mind. He also said that we are wired to really only work in 90 minute bursts of activity that needs to be followed by some sort of rest, either mind clearing, get up and walk away, go get a cup of coffee, come back, check email, chill, and then start on your next 90 minute bursts. And I felt that I, I, I've, I've worked that way. And I realized, gosh, after an hour and a half, I'm all buggy. I, I, I can't focus anymore. And I thought, man, what's wrong with me? And it's not about, you know, attention deficit disorder, you know, and there's, there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's, uh, you know, people have it and they're getting good, good help and very successful people. But there's an opportunity there is to harness those bursts. And typically, if you think about it, if we're working eight hours a day, we got 90 minute bursts, what's four times 90, right? 90 times four, right? Divided by 360, divided by 60 minutes. That's a good six hours of work mm -hmm. that you can plan around. Let's just say four bursts a day. One burst is for a proposal. One burst is for your prospecting. One burst is for your product knowledge. One burst is for your relationship management. And, you know, it's funny. While everyone's looking for an edge and a leg up and for the, for the, for the, for the easy way out, there's to, to measure that, everyone's also very skeptical of doing something new. So I would try that. Think about it. Look at your schedule, go to your whiteboard, pick out a piece of paper, go to a flip chart and say, okay, if my workday is eight to five, I've got to pick four 90 minute bursts to get my best work done. Just choose. You choose, but you got 90 minutes. No holds bar, no break, all gas, 90 minutes. Yep. And I would say if you do, if you're thinking through that and mapping that out and you're planning that and you're still telling yourself, man, I, I can't do this guys. I can't commit that time. I got too much going on. Like what's too much. What is so important that you can't do that. And this, this goes into the other thing. We won't go down this tangent because we can spend the whole rabbit hole on time management and prioritizing stuff. Right. We, we all know what those are. The quadrants of one, two, three, and four, urgent, not important, important, you know, not urgent, you know, et cetera. Um, but, but the problem might be that you're right. You don't have any more time to give and you got to delegate. You're doing stuff that you could delegate. And, and for most of us that ask that, that question, the answer most likely almost every single time we ask it is there's always something, at least one thing that you're trying to take on that you definitely could have delegated. You still, you can delegate now. And so if, if we want to remember, if I guess one way to look at this whole conversation today on that front is if we look in the big picture of where we're going as the individual or the, even the owner of the company that we want to grow, we want to scale which means you have to, at some point, you have to replace yourself in that task you're doing. You can't do that job forever. Someone's got to do it. If you're going to keep growing and scaling, you can't do what that thing is, whatever it is forever. Someone else has got to take over because otherwise you won't grow. You'll be stuck. So 
you know, think about that. You know, maybe maybe you're missing out on some hiring opportunity for leverage, and uh, that's we should we'll definitely do some podcasts about that with scale and and building your team and leveraging you know resources. But you know, really think about it right now. If you were to if your focus is growing Q4, closing on opportunities, which means more money, more revenue, you need it. You need cash flow. You need to grow revenue for all sorts of reasons. To, to grow the business and sustain the business um, to hire as well. Like we're growing revenue has to be a priority for the business. So if it's taking back seat to client management or other things, th- there's got to be a reshuffling of priorities. There's got to be kind of a clear, you know, cleaning, sweeping out the garage, so to speak of your office, getting it clean, organized, re, re- stratified, so that revenue is in the top priorities of your business. Um, I want, you, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I'm just going to close with you. If you can't yeah. do that, if you can't commit to that activity, then you have got to anoint someone that can, because someone's got to be doing that. And, and think, think about this in one more way, real quick. We're talking about fractions of a day right now on we're, we're, we're begging you to sell, <laughs> Or like, please sell your stuff so you can grow. And you are telling us you can, or you're, you're so lack on time. Think about that. What if you actually had someone that that's all they did in your business? That's all they did. And you you might be listening to this saying, well, James, we do. We actually have salespeople. And that's what they're supposed to be doing. Well, maybe you're putting too many tasks on your salesperson's plate that they're not supposed to be. That's, that's a huge passion for us at Ascend, by the way, is, is we really want to free up the producers in the business to do the most highly leveraged activities that they're supposed to do to grow and close business for the, for the company. And if they have too many other things on their plate that don't drive revenue or aren't leverageable, you guys know the answer to this. Stop, get it off. So... Um, I, now I'm going on a ramble, but I, I wanted I wanted to hit that because that those are some common things that we see, and and to get back to um, to Bill's point on the on the four stages, you know what we're talking about is is a plan of execution. You know, it's a plan of implementation and execution. Whether they're bringing you in for something to fix or you're currently still dealing with stuff on your own. There's got to be a, a better plan than you have today of execution to get it done because it's not getting done. I'd like to, uh, I want to build upon that. Um, as ma- and many of you might know, as of today, today is October 18th. Um, Colin Powell had passed away, has passed away uh, mm-hmm. due to complications from COVID and I was reacquainting myself with his kind of 13 leadership lessons. And and there's two at the end of his list of 13 that I think are important for this conversation. Number 11 and number 13, number 11 is have a vision and be demanding about it. And the concept there is that followers need two things from leaders, a purpose and a firm set of standards. You need a purpose and a firm set of standards for yourself. Right. And, and when, when, when you don't achieve what you want, it's typically the absence of one of those two things. So I want to talk about vision. It's very powerful. This might be a little esoteric for our audience, but I've recently reacquainted myself with uh, visioning and vision boarding. 
Um, there are some people who are very linear thinkers using Excel spreadsheet, have gone to every Franklin Covey course on time management and have all their tasks laid out and use red, yellow, green, violet, chartreuse, sticky notes to plan their day and orient their, their world. And I think that's one way of being organized and, and, and managing yourself. But visioning is different, right? It's, it's about an expectation and a vibration that you're putting out there. You're, setting, you're, you're telling the world that you have an expectation that you want to achieve it. Now, we, all, we are mostly all visual learners. And what we see and process is more powerful than the written or the spoken word. So I'm going to tell you a story. So about seven or eight years ago, I created a vision board. There's certain things that I wanted in my life. I'm a musician, so I put a brand new drum set. There was a club we wanted to join. I think uh, it was about having a certain amount of, of, of money saved and then doing, some, doing things to grow our family. I'm trying to remember the exact pieces. And I went through um, online pictures and phrases. And so I really I put together a visual, very, literally on a piece of paper, I put it on my wall, the, the things that I really wanted to accomplish. And but the um, so that's one side, and the other side in my journal, I I captured why I wanted to do that. I think a lot of what's happening right now is anything that we're doing, we've lost sight of the why. You know, we, we work with a lot of salespeople that well, I need more. Well, more because so your boss will like you, more because you'll get your bonus, more because you'll keep your job. More what what more what what what, what does more enable? So when you're working with yourself and trying to motivate yourself and staying attuned and in, in vibration, in alignment, you have to have those answers. You have to be able to define what more is. So I recommend anything that you want. But the closing the year, well, that's, that's the noun. What's the verb? I close this year strong. That will enable me to do what? Mm -hmm. Money for a vacation come spring break, uh, be able to, you know, upgrade the lease on my vehicle and treat myself, you know, whatever it is, put money away. That's, that's the verb. So when you can connect more to the verb and the visual of why you want this and what you're doing, then that pulls you to it. And then you're going to do the bursts and then you're going to listen to the, you know, James and Bill podcast, right? You're going to do all these things because that's along this breadcrumb trail of what you've set is the vision. You created the vision. And now you're walking towards it. We're all tumbling towards our destiny, whether we like it or not. Control what the destiny is. Control what that vision is. And hopefully this, the last words I've just spoken to you over the last 3.4 minutes will help you just get rid of the, the noise the paper that you want to shuffle, the report that's due that, gosh, you know what? Maybe that can wait till tomorrow because I'm going to use one of these two bursts for more prospecting activity. Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to really kind of take a look at my pipeline and say, gosh, what should be on it? What shouldn't be? Who have I forgot to follow up with? Who do I need to call up and say, you know what? I've been thinking about you. We got to find a way to work together. Mm -hmm. I can't find enough reasons why not. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great. That's a good you know, one. You, you, you hear these, 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 phrases and motivation, motivational speaking, motivational energy, you know, become unstoppable. You know, the world is your oyster. The sky's the limit. Well, there are limits and most of them are self-imposed. So I want to, I want to say 
the purpose of this podcast right now for me is to give you permission to do what you know what needs to be done. This is fourth quarter. No time for monkey business. No time for distraction. And I don't even know what monkey business means, but I just threw it in there. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like, no time for drama. It's connect to your why, create a vision that that will pull you to it. So making quota, making these calls, writing the proposals is, that's part of your plan. A bigger plan than just making the number. And you will achieve more because it's always better to be pulled by something than to be pushed into it. And I'll put the period on the sentence there. This masterclass was brought to you by Bill Walton from Ascent Advisors. That was great. Um, I'm not going to hey ask when you, when you, when you buy every video and tape and book that Anthony <laughs> Roberts and Bob Proctor and everyone else out there and, and read radical integrity by who, by James Jacoby, you're loaded for bear, right? That's our job. So. Oh no. It's so good though. It's so true. Oh, we were just talking, I was just talking about this with my fitness coach this morning about your why it's so true. You have to have your why in, in place in, in front of you. So it pulls you. If you don't have the reason of why you're doing what you're doing clear right now, then you are not focused and you are, it will, if you're not focused, you will not execute as fast. You will not move as fast. You, it will, it will help you because part of the reason when you feel stuck is there's fear attached to that. There is fear of, of something. There's anxiety, there's stress, there's pressure. And it's amazing how much that can actually stack up day after day after day about these things that you're telling yourself you need to get done, but you're not getting it done. And then it's amazing when you finally do it, how much of that falls off your shoulder. And, and I've, this happens to me so many times when I do that to myself, it's, oh my gosh, this was not the one, this task that I just did that I've been telling myself I needed to do for a day or a week or a month or whatever. It's how long it's been. Once I got it done, one, actually, it wasn't that hard. It was actually pretty simple. And I can't believe the amount of stress I allowed to take on that I felt from not doing this for that long. Like, oh my gosh, this is crazy stuff. And so I know you know what I'm talking about when I say that, because we all do it, but it's so true. And, and, and Bill's right. You know, it's, this is some, some, I like some people call this one, you know, winter's coming, you know, it's, it's all, this is where the, the, the winners separate from the, the, you know, the, the one, the fakers are the ones that are, you know, saying they're all great, but it, it really is. This is, this is the end of the race. This is all about execution. It's all about focus. It's blocking out really everything that's not important to you right now. Cause really, honestly, for you, your family, your business, your, your, your teammates, th- those gotta be the most important people in your life. So everything you're doing is for you and them. And, and that's enough. It doesn't, you don't have to solve the world to be the world's hero, you know, be the hero for yourself first and win today, get, get in touch with your why make sure that your actions are, are, are following that. So you're in alignment and 
let fear go out the window. Start attacking today. Win the day. Get your bursts in. And delegate if, if, this, is, if this is too much. Solve the problem. Decide. I think that's the last thing I'll say on this is one of the biggest things that I've also learned about myself this year, uh, a lot of it came from 75 hard, was the um, incredible amount of delay of decision that I've put on myself for various reasons. And the delay of decision will cost you. It'll cost you, obviously, time. It'll cost you opportunities that you could have had of doing breaking bread with some people, like Bill said. That's such a great, simple line. How many people, I, I guarantee you, you can make a list of 10 people in the next minute of people that you like, that you know are in business, that are not currently doing business with you, that you would love to do business with. You could use that line right there and say, I like you. We got to find a way to work. I know you like me. We got to find a way to work together. I can't find enough reasons. Why not? You could get a friend in business with you before the end of the year. Work with people that you like, right? But let the fear go and start doing something. T take attack today. And, and you'll find that when you just do, man, that's when momentum happens. That's when you, that's when you, when you wake up a, what, a week from now and you're like, holy smokes, I'm, I'm like executing at an all-time high. I'm moving faster than a freight train, high-speed train, and nothing can stop me. I don't know what took me so long to get this momentum back, but now it's back. And now we're going to close out fourth, fourth quarter strong. That's what we're talking about. Now I'll put a period on that. No, I love that. And I guess the one last thing I have to add on that, and, and this comes from a book that I read a few years ago called Money and the Law of Attraction, written by Jerry and Esther Hicks. And uh, I think you should buy it. I think you should read it. Um, but I can save you some money by giving you the essence of what the book states is that um, they will tell you when they have various programs and CDs and, and, and free um, recordings of them when they had presented these concepts around abundance, right? Uh, uh, and, and that's what we need to focus on. And their philosophy was why most people don't achieve what they want is because they focus too much on lack and not on abundance. What I don't have, what I don't want, you know, instead of being more, having more money, it's, well, I've got all this credit card debt. Or instead of, you know, going to get that graduate degree, I'm, I'm not, I'm not making enough money. I'm never going to get out of this kind of manager level title. Um, and when you focus on lack, you attract lack. If you focus on abundance, you focus on abundance. Mm -hmm. And one of the tricks they, they say is that go, go, to, go to the bank and go to the a ATM and get a, a, ask for it when you do a deposit or a withdrawal, sorry. Get a $100 bill and put it in your pocket. And all day long, walk around and say, I've got the ability to spend this $100. I'm flush. I got 100 bucks. And then don't spend it. It's just an example of you have abundance. You have what James and I have laid out for you in the time we've been on this conversation. We've given you abundance. These aren't serving suggestions. These are life strategies. You can see, you know, you can, you, maybe you can hear my gray hair. 
right? We still carry the bag. We've been in these situations. We've coached others around these situations. This is, I mean, <laughs> you know, James and I have chosen a way we want to do life and we're allowed to do it because we're focused on abundance. We work in bursts. We do what we're passionate about. We know when the negativity and cynicism gremlins are getting too big and, and a little too loud in our heads and projecting negativity on things that really does not deserve it because the universe doesn't know what's there, but we're putting it there. These, this, is, this is real psychology. And I don't believe for a minute that sales is just about X's and O's, particularly now, as we've learned over the last 19 months, it's about our authenticity and genuineness and engagement. And that's why many sales organizations are struggling because I was used to selling tactically and trans transitionally and transactionally. Now I've got to engage. Now I have to have a point of view. I need to care about that other person as well as their job and align my talk track with, you know, the pebbles in their shoe. That's hard work. And it gets even harder. Life gets harder if we're focusing on lack versus abundance when we're focusing on surviving versus thriving. It's like walking through the woods on a beautiful walk, right? Sometimes you're just so pumped, you don't feel the pricker bush, you just brush by. But when you're trying to survive, you feel every single one. I have to share this last thought as we close out because it fits everything we just talked about. We, Christmas is around the corner. Like the holiday season is around the corner. And uh, I'm so I'm so proud of my son, um, my oldest son. He's nine. We were talking to him the other day about Christmas and gifts and things that he wants. And you know, we asked him, "What do you What do you want? What do you want for Christmas this year? What are you What are you thinking about?" He's like, "Well, I think I I really have everything I want from like stuff. Like I think I have everything I want. I want." You know, I want a lift ticket to go skiing with mom and dad. I want, you know, I forget what else he said. He said like two or three things about just experience, life experiences. And I'm like, oh man, you don't even know how, how smart you are right now. I'm so proud that you're, you're valuing time, you know, life experience with people that you love. But I'll show you guys this, my, my Christmas list, my gifts this year for for people that I care about the most um, are, are acts of service, acts of, ex and, and life experiences. There's something I have in mind for some people that I want them to experience. And so my Christmas gift this year for them is to share, share that with them and let them know that we're going to do that together. And so in order to do that though, there's a, some serious whys there those are some serious whys that are pulled into my Q4 plan for business to do those things. And so I am like all in mentally, emotionally, everything, right? To execute business so I can go share with my loved ones on Christmas that um, we're able to do these things that I wanted to give you. So think about what that means. That, that's some powerful stuff right there that can pull you through this and keep you super focused. Cause now your why is so strong. It is not just for you. It's for people around you that you care about that they, that they would benefit from by you winning. So I'll leave you with that as we close out today.
All right, James, this is being a great, great session. You know, um, this really allows us, it just puts us in the driver's seat of a giving hand is always full. So I love doing it. I was just wondering if before we go, if we can just let folks know how to access programs like this and some of the other tools that we're providing everyone, you know, our lives, our, our executive briefings, what, if, if you could just close out letting folks know where they can get their goodies today, I'm going to say goodbye. And, you know, thanks for letting me be in the co-pilot seat with you today. And all of our listeners, we care about you and we're dedicated to your success. That's why we exist. And, uh, and hope you get a chance to try some of these and, and, and please reach out to us. Right. I mean, we, love when we get emails, emails and texts from our audience, you know, saying, Hey, great job. Loved your session. Hey, I've got a situation. We always will get back to you. Do not do this alone, right? If you're going through and you want to make these shifts that we talked about, you need a partner. So James, I, I just want to throw that out there to the group. And if you can just let folks know how they can get to more of this, um, that would be great. I just want to tell everyone good selling and have a great week. Yeah, thanks, Bill. So, so two ways you, you can get a hold of us quick. First of all, our office, our main headquarters number, it's 973-310-2803. If you text us that number, say, hey, we listened to you today on the podcast. Um, we will get that right away and we'll be in touch with you. If, you. if you want us to send you some goodies on our lead acceleration kit, if you want a private briefing with us and help you think through this quarter of how you can crush it and really talk about what we've, we've shared here and put it into action. We'd love to spend an hour with you to do that. Seriously. That's that. I mean, that's how we operate here at Ascend. So if you listen to us and you give, give us your time, I guarantee it. We'll give, we'll give our time back to you. Um, so if uh, text us there or go to our website, ascendadvisors.com with an E advisor with an E ascendadvisors.com. And we have all sorts of goodies up on there. We come at you every week live on, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and on this show, on this podcast. So thanks for tuning in, everybody. Have a fantastic week, and we'll see you soon.